Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, our purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for his sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to Lose Yourself. I'm Dr. Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad you could join me for today's program. We continue in our series in Advent. It's been a great season of anticipation of the incarnation of Christ, which is what we celebrate during the Christmas season. Yes, there's wonderful presents, and there's wonderful activities, and festivities, and family time, and most importantly, vacation, right? If you get one, hopefully for some of us, but really in all this craziness, that happens in our culture, it's so important to remember the real reason why we celebrate. The birth of Christ represents God taking on flesh, dwelling among us, living a sinless life, dying on the cross, raising from the dead, and paying restitution for our sins so they can be forgiven. And with that, we have hope for all eternity. That sounds like a pretty good Christmas gift, if you ask me. And that is the reason why we celebrate. This season allows us to have a time of reflection and introspection and examine ourselves, our faith, and give God the glory that he is due for his gift of salvation and the hope we have in him. You may be in a church that participates in Advent. Others don't, and it's okay. It is optional. But within this season, there's beautiful imagery that really helps prepare our hearts for the Christmas season and the coming of Christ. The first instances of Advent are usually traced about 4th or 5th century AD, with it becoming a part of the Catholic tradition in the 6th century. But most of what we are experiencing today is clearly came from the Middle Ages, and these specific themes have been refined from generation to generation and should be used primarily for devotional purposes. The candles and order change from denomination to denomination and tradition to tradition, There's a lot of different ways to do it, but for the sake of this program and for the sake of simplicity, I'm just going to follow a simple pattern of the hope candle, also called the prophecy candle, harkens to Isaiah, and it prophesies the birth of Christ, and it symbolizes a season of anticipation waiting for the coming Messiah. The peace candle, which is also referred to as the angel candle. Luke 2, 14 says, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, and also emphasizes Jesus as the Prince of Peace. Today we'll do the joy candle, which is the shepherd's candle. This is to remind us of the world's joy at the birth of Jesus. And then finally we'll end with the love candle, which talks about Christ's love for us and how we have hope in him. This is going to be a powerful season, and I hope that you will join us. We've gone from hope in week one when we talked about the haunting O Come, O Come, Emmanuel hymn. We talked about the posture of anticipation and longing that Israel was in for centuries waiting on the Messiah to come, not a kingly earthly Messiah that was going to beat the Romans and give them prosperity, but an actual Messiah that came, paid the price not only for their sin, but for everyone's sin, that we need not worry about our eternal destiny, 
because he's taking care of that for us. And so in week one, we talked about the hope that comes in Christ and the anticipation of this season. And then we talked about the peace that only comes from Christ. Again, peace is not the absence of drama and problems. You can have peace amid those same things if you have it in Christ. And it is a peace that only comes from God because Christ is our Prince of Peace. And that is what we talked about last week. I will give you a little teaser for next week as we talk about love. Not Hallmark Channel love, not romantic comedy love with weddings under Christmas trees and mistletoe. I'm talking about a greater love, an agape love, a godly love that isn't some sappy noun. It's a verb. We receive God's love, and in so doing, we give God's love, and we point people to Christ, and we point people to the cross, and we point people to salvation this Christmas season. Derwin Grace says it best when he said, we're obsessed with presents as in gifts, with a T instead of the presence of God. And that's what we're going to see next week as we look at the love that we get with Emmanuel, God with us, the incarnation. And I hope you'll join us next week. But today we are turning our attention to the concept of joy. My friend, so many misconceptions exist around this word because in our culture, joy is generally considered to be perkiness and happiness. This is one of my favorite weeks of Advent. The Christmas season is when we always unpack all of the joy hymns, right? For example, I've had a different hymn each week, and we've had O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. We've had Silent Night. Next week, probably Away in the Manger. And this week, of course, is going to be Joy to the World because it's such an iconic song. And it's catchy, and it's happy. It's just not Christmas until you hear Joy to the World, right? And again, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. Heaven and nature singing about the king that has come. Let's receive him, prepare him room. He is going to change our life. It also speaks about the Savior reigning. He is worthy of our praise. It talks about how he rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove. The glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his love. My goodness, friends, that doesn't get you fired up for Christmas. I don't know what will. But what exactly is joy? Is it a fuzzy feeling? The Christmas season is one of celebration when you consider the traditions, parties, family gatherings, and worship services, not to mention gift giving. Many associate the holidays as a season of happiness. What have I told you that there's something bigger than happiness? Tim Keller pointed out that 81% of Americans favor happiness over achievements, yet only 33% of Americans say that they're happy. Happiness is circumstantial, and feelings are temporary. This concept is why, according to Investopedia, Americans will spend over $1 trillion, or roughly $920 per person, on holiday gifts in pursuit of fulfillment. Others may seek to fill the void through volunteerism and philanthropy. These actions, while noble and helpful, only offer limited relief from the feelings of emptiness and longing that can come at Christmas time. Joy is greater than happiness because it comes from God, whose purposes and plans are eternal. Thomas Aquinas said, Man cannot live without joy. Therefore, when he is deprived of the true spiritual joys, it is necessary that he becomes addicted to carnal pleasures. C.S. Lewis adds, I sometimes wonder whether all pleasures are not substitutes for joy. These quotes demonstrate how Americans seek experiences that distract from the joy that can only come from Christ. 
Contrary to happiness that is dependent on finances, relationships, and accomplishments, a person can experience joy even when their circumstances are less than ideal. Francis Chan said, The Bible teaches that joy is formed in the midst of the most difficult seasons of life. Joy is not something to keep to yourself. Life's joys are only joys if they can be shared. That's why some grew weary of doing good things while others persevere. Holiday serving and philanthropy are empty when they're done for personal gain. When we serve for the joy that God gives, we not only receive the gift of good works, we realize our God-given purpose and potential. This phenomenon is why some people can experience joy when giving sacrificially of their time and resources in a way that limits their lifestyle. Oswald Chambers said, If we are devoted to the cause of humanity, we shall soon be crushed and heartbroken. But if our motive is love for God, no ingratitude can hinder us from serving our fellow man. Philippians 1.6 says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. Go and do likewise. Remember, friends, joy can only come from the birth of Christ this season. Luke chapter 2, verse 10 through 14 says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Yes, all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. This season, I hope you will look past the worldly promises of happiness to the joy found in the manger. Those who knew where their treasure lies joyfully abandoned everything else to secure it. And I hope you remember to share that joy this Christmas season. Deal Moody said, The Lord gives his people perpetual joy when they walk in obedience to him. You never know when a simple conversation or act of kindness can add joy to someone's life. Friend, it's been a wonderful Advent season. It's been wonderful to look at the hymns and the scriptures and think about this great time of year. Remember that, again, this time of year is not great for everyone, that there are those who've experienced loss and setback, empty chairs at the table, life changes that are not to their liking. But remember, amid all of those circumstances, there is joy to be found in our relationship with God. He defines us. His love is all-sufficient. He can give our lives purpose and joy even amid very difficult times. Furthermore, don't be selfish with that joy. Share it with others. There's always organized ways of serving, which again is going to community centers and churches and other very worthy, noble ventures. But don't forget those around you in your immediate sphere of influence. Make sure that you're sharing the real reason for our joy this season. And again, back to that presence versus presence comparison. Don't forget to spend time with God this season. We have all this celebration going on around us. It's the one time of year where you can look at the Christmas trees and you can hear the Christmas music and you can watch Christmas programming and be reminded of the holiday season, but amid all that distraction, forget to have time with God. In our daily devotion, life, and our prayer, don't forget that. It is not something to be taken for granted because we've learned through the Advent season, waiting on that presence, that light of the world piercing the darkness, 
That is something we ought not take for granted. It is the reason why we celebrate. Finally, friend, if you're out there hearing this program and you've never thought about faith, you've never experienced God's hope, peace, joy, and love, I invite you to do that this Christmas season. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe, pray, contact us, ask questions. You can connect to a local church. Today might change your life. Begin a new path of hope, peace, joy, and love, knowing that you're going to walk with God eternally. As we sign off today, I just have a quick question for you. Where do you find your joy? Is your joy found in your family, in your finances, in your job, in your hobbies? It is when we start worshiping the blessings in our life and not the giver of those blessings that our lives take an unfortunate turn. We become slaves to those experiences, those people, those possessions, those traditions and activities that distract us from the true purpose of the season. This season, I hope that you will find your true joy in Christ, that this season will either allow you to come to faith or be able to feel the joy that can only come from your faith. As I stated earlier, there's so many different traditions in this season that were designed to point to Christ, but can then become our idols and point away. So my friend, I encourage you to keep your eyes on Christ this season. If you focus on the joy that you can find in Christ, you can enjoy this season regardless of your situations, whether you're in a good season of life or a difficult season of life. God can be glorified and lead you through this season with a sense of joy. Merry Christmas, and I hope this season is wonderful for you. Join us next week as we light the love candle and complete our Advent series. I hope to see you then. Have a great week, and I'll see you on our next episode of Lose Yourself. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.